0: Hi, and welcome to Where the White Coats Come Off podcast. We are so happy you're here and to connect with you and help you on your path to getting accepted to PA school. Before we get started with today's amazing student success story with the incredible Sarah Lewis, we want to make sure you know about the PA Shadowing Hour we are hosting this Monday, February 7th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. This is going to be a shadowing hour like you have never experienced before, and we are so excited to be able to offer this opportunity to you. Make sure you sign up in the show notes so you will get the email Zoom link on the day of now on today's episode. Please join us in welcoming one of our favorite people and future PA, Sarah Lewis. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. To get started, tell us a little bit about your background and where you're from and what you majored in. Yeah,
1: so I am from San Francisco, Florida. That's where I was born and raised. And then I went to the University of South Florida for undergrad. I majored in biomedical sciences and then I ended up with a minor in public health. So I had a lot of IB credits going in. So I had a lot of college credits already. So I actually ended up completing college in three years. And then I graduated in May of 2020 in the land of COVID. So that's Definitely made things a little bit harder. Um, A lot of opportunities that I had kind of lined up for myself fell through, which was really hard. So I ended up going back home, which ended up being for the best. I was able to then kind of do a lot of preparing to apply to PA school, realizing I
2: wasn't quite ready yet, and then going on to apply. Excellent. And I know that you are a younger applicant than a lot of students because you finished undergrad early and so you were very young when you applied. So how do you feel like this has either enhanced or kind of been a, to uh, get over being a really, really young student applying to VA school? So I don't think it really hurt my application or it really hurt um, me
1: applying. I definitely realized because I had kind of planned for myself to apply like after I finished undergrad and looking back, if I would apply then there's no way I would have been ready yet. You just, I did so much maturing I learned about so much in that gap year that I had before I applied. So I think that helped. And I think part of it too, is that everyone kind of goes at their own pace. For me, I felt very ready to apply. Like I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I had had so many life experiences that really kind of drew me to the fact that I wanted to be a PIA and that I had all of this life experience, stories, personal experience to back it up. And I think that's kind of when you know that you're ready. And I now know that, like, I'm ready to go in to study for PA school, learn all the information, whereas if I even would have been accepted a year ago, I don't know if I would have necessarily been that prepared as I am now.
0: When did you realize that you wanted to become a PA?
1: So it was really young. My sister had a lot of health problems growing up. So I had a lot of experience just kind of in life experiences in medicine. So I was like, okay, I think I want to do something medicine. This is really where I think I want to take myself. And I actually was able to shadow a PI in high school because my primary care had a PI and that to me was something I didn't really know about. And then having that experience, watching them see their own patients, come up with their own treatment plans, do so many things that I didn't realize PAs could do. I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Like, this is what I think I want to do. And then I went on to college and I had a hard time necessarily finding like jobs in healthcare, but I was able to do a lot of shadowing. So I volunteered at one of the big clinics and hospitals in Tampa, I was able to volunteer in an orthopedic office where there was a PA, so I got so much exposure to PAs, and it really helped solidify for me that, yes, this is what I want to do. I don't want to
2: do anything else. So you you did a lot of shadowing, a lot of volunteering, and really learning about the profession. So when it came time to applying to PA school, what was your experience with CASPA and the PA application process? Yes. So CASPA is
1: definitely a whole other beast than anything else. So many different pieces that play into it. So one of the things that I did that I think was really helpful for me is before. So the application opened in April and about December, I went in and I had either printed off or requested all of my official transcripts. And I just spent a lot of December and January Just trying to enter all my classes to make sure I had that all done correctly. And then finding all of my experiences. For me, I'm very much a paper and pencil kind of person. I like to have it all there in front of me. So I have a file box, and it just has all of my different experiences that I had. And I was trying to total up hours, figuring out when I started things, when I ended things, making sure I had supervisors and all the information and that to me was so helpful because then when April came I could focus on things like my personal statement and then entering all that into CASPA but just making sure I had all the information I felt like was super helpful just so that you have kind of a little bit of a head start.
0: And tell the listeners where you are in the process right now.
1: Yeah so I have already applied. I had quite a few interviews, and then after my interviews, I got waitlisted to my dream program, and I ended up getting accepted to two other schools, and I was actually about to put down the deposit that night and I got a call from my dream school and they accepted me off the wait list. So I am very, very excited that I am gonna be a PA student come May at MUSC. So I'm over the moon about it. And I'm still actually getting interview um, offers. So it's very exciting to be able to like write back and say Thank you so much, but I'm actually accepted elsewhere, so it just is like a totally different feeling, something I didn't ever
2: expect
0: to happen. Congratulations. Well, congratulations
2: on that. Yes. Yeah, that is so fantastic, and that's so exciting when you finally get that yes, and then, of course, going to your dream school is just that cherry on top, so congratulations. Um, if you feel comfortable, would you tell our listeners what you think your witnesses are of your application and what you think your strengths were?
1: I definitely feel like one of my strengths was because my major was basically a blend of biology and chemistry. I had a lot of those strong science courses. I took microbiology, genetics, biochemistry, or go to all of those really hard science classes, and I did really well in them. And my GPA was really strong coming out. Of college, So I feel like that was definitely one of my strengths It showed that, you know, I was ready for that material. But one of my weaknesses, I would definitely say, was probably my patient care experience. When I submitted my application, my strongest patient care experience I had was as an optometric technician. I only had about 400 hours. I had other experiences, but some schools counted them, some schools didn't as patient care experience. So that was definitely one of the hardest parts was kind of going through that long list of schools and figuring out, okay, these schools match what I have to make sure that the schools I'm applying for are best fits for me and schools that I actually think I'd be happy at.
0: And tell us about your interview experience.
1: Yes. My first school that I interviewed at was the only in-person interview I was offered. I did that one in person, so it was in Minnesota. So it's very far from where I am in Florida. So I had to take a flight up there and... It was a half-day event, so we did a lot of, like, learning about the college and about the campus, about their program, got a tour, um, got to meet PA students in the class about us, and then we had two group interviews and one individual interview. And then for my other schools, it was kind of a mix. For the virtual interviews, some schools, it was just the interviews, and that was it. Other ones, it was we did interviews, both group and individual you got to meet all the faculty, have kind of like a QA and a there, learn more about the programs and got to talk to students, which I felt like was really helpful. Definitely talking to the students because some programs I was like, oh, my gosh, like you can tell the students really like it, which is a really good feeling going in, knowing that like they love their program. So it makes you feel like you're going to love their program, whereas sometimes, you know, you just get a feeling that it's maybe not the right program for you. It's an awesome program, but
0: it's not the one for you. Were you super nervous? Oh,
1: I was so nervous going in. It was, it just felt so terrifying. (laughs) I like felt definitely a little bit of imposter syndrome. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to go there and like my name's not going to be there or the site's not going to work. And I am not always the best with technology. So I was like, my first Zoom interview, it was, I was supposed to log into a group with the PA students and I clicked on a link and it was like, error not found. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to get in? So stressful. So I like, was like printing it off and like typing it in character for character. And it was like a 40, like character long URL, trying to like make sure I got in on time. So That was definitely very stressful. One of the biggest things I would say for if they continue doing virtual interviews or if you have a virtual interview coming up. Make sure you kind of check the technology, not necessarily clicking on on the links, but making sure you're getting there a little bit early, maybe 15, 10 minutes to make sure you kind of have it all set up, know where you're going to be, and you're ready to rock and roll in case anything does happen. Because it's definitely a very stressful experience, not knowing if you're going to make it on time, and then not wanting to be late.
2: Yeah, and I love the way that you... You said that you had so many different interviews, some were virtual, some were in-person, some were groups, some were individuals, some were Q&As, so that's just really important to note that every school is going to be a little bit different, and, you know, you did a good job of kind of thinking on your feet and being able to troubleshoot, because sometimes that's half the battle, right, being able to, to think about that. You mentioned before about applying schools um, that were right for you. Can you explain to listeners a little bit about um, how you decided which schools were right for you and why that's important? Yeah, so one of the things for me was looking at the classes that they required and whether they took
1: kind of that high school credit when you got high school, college credit. So some of the schools didn't take that. So that was definitely one of the biggest things that I know I looked for in programs because if they didn't take it, I wouldn't apply because it's not, I don't necessarily want to take BIO1 again. And that was definitely one of my biggest struggles was finding schools that either didn't require BIO1 or accepted like BIO1 college credit. So that was one of the things I looked for, and I looked for schools that either didn't really have a patient care requirement or were pretty flexible about what they wanted for patient care experience because I, as I mentioned, was an optometric technician. I was also a registered behavioral therapist, and I had, like, kind of medical mission and odd experiences like that. So that was definitely one of the things I looked for because if they had 2,000 hours worth of experience that they wanted That was definitely not a program for me because it's something that they value and it's not something that I have a lot of. So it didn't really match for me. I also looked for programs who maybe had a little bit of higher GPA requirements because I had a stronger GPA. I also was looking at kind of what different tests they required. So, for example, one of the schools that I was a really strong candidate for required the PA cat So I ended up taking the PA cat because it was a program. I really wanted to get into, and then I had actually another school that also required it, so I was able to then take it But so I felt like it was worth taking the exam. And then for the GRE, I did okay on it. Um, I definitely struggled on the writing section. That's not my strongest suit, but um, I kind of looked for programs that either didn't require the writing section or they didn't look at it as strongly, and they didn't say, like, you have to have the score in order to get accepted. So definitely just kind of, like, looking at all the different things that the schools require... And My shadowing, I had a lot of virtual shadowing experience. So kind of looking whether they require the shadowing, didn't require it, how many hours they were part of it is definitely helpful. And then kind of looking at their mission statements themselves and seeing, okay, that vibes with me, or I agree, like that's something I'm really passionate about, or mm, maybe not for me. So from there, I got it down to about 30 schools. And then from there, it's really looking at the schools. Is this somewhere I would be happy going? Is this somewhere that I can see myself being happy at? And, And kind of whittling it down from there until you have maybe your list of 15,
0: 20 schools. Yeah, that is an excellent way to look at it. And you really did such a smart thing by narrowing down your programs like that. Because not only are you happier in the long run, but it also like skyrockets your chances of getting accepted if it's actually a program that fits with what your strengths are. So I love that.
1: Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's one of the reasons why I got a lot of interview offers is because I felt like I was a really strong candidate for those schools, even though for other schools, I would definitely not have been a strong candidate for and I saw that in some schools, like, you know, I got rejected right away and it was a school that like, you know, I wanted to go to and I knew I was going to be the strongest for them, but I was going to apply anyway. So it's definitely something to kind of think about because you being, a re- you might be a really strong candidate for one school and just not very strong for another school just
2: based on what they require and what you have. Yeah, I think those are, again, really, really great points that you have to kind of match and and just like you said, you narrow down and you figure out where I'm going to be happy and kind of move from there. So any final tips for our listeners about anything about PA application process, getting into PA school, and any kind of motivation you'd like to give them? Yeah, so
1: definitely kind of knowing what kind of student you are and the idea of like, it's a very long process and there's so many different things you have to have done in order to even apply to PA school. And knowing whether you kind of need somebody to check in on you and be like, okay, like have you finished this part? For me, that's what I needed for my personal statement. So I, um, you guys ran a personal statement course, and for me that was so helpful because I had literally rewritten my personal statement I think three times because I just couldn't be happy with it. I didn't feel like it fit well together. I didn't like it, and like it really kind of forced me to focus and be like, okay, I'm gonna get it done. So that was definitely what I needed for that. Whereas other parts, I being me, not, didn't need as much guidance as like putting in my classes, stuff like that. So definitely just kind of knowing what you struggle with or what, you, what kind of student you are, whether you're going to be very like self-independent. That even goes with like studying for the exams, like the GRE and stuff like that. I'm pretty motivated with that. So I didn't really take any classes. I just read through the book. For some students, if they buy the book, they just never even open it and they just have to do a course. So definitely knowing kind of what kind of student you are And what you need, I feel like is so helpful to make sure you actually get to the point where you can submit it. And then definitely also just getting feedback and kind of, you know, having people to read it, whether it's you use a service. I use your service. I'm so glad I did. I used it for my personal statement and for a couple of other um, things like interviews. But, you know, just getting that feedback to know whether, yes, I'm on the right track. No, I'm not on the right track. Because my personal statement that I submitted to you guys is totally different than the one that I submitted. My When I submitted it was so much stronger just because you guys looked at it and were like, okay, this is awesome. This is maybe not so awesome. I would keep this, admit this, especially I just like to write and write and write. So it was like way over word count. And, you know, you can only submit so many characters. So definitely kind of knowing and getting that feedback is super helpful just so that you know that what you're submitting is good and that it's something that, you know, is going to maybe connect with somebody else.
0: Thank you so much for the shout-out, and it really was our pleasure, and we're so excited for you, Sarah.
1: Thank you. (laughs) I am just so happy. I know. I am just, you know, to find services that are really helpful is just so awesome because, you know, maybe, like, I should try a couple of other services, and I was like, eh, it wasn't very happy or it didn't really work well for me. So definitely just, you know, kind of figuring out what works best for you and then just staying on top of it because you definitely can do it. Like I said, I had gotten two rejections and then had an interview and got rejected from that before I'd even found out I got waitlisted. So it can definitely be very disheartening to be like, oh my gosh, like I spent all this money, I tried so hard, like I really felt like I had my best application, my best foot forward and to feel like, man, it's not going to happen. But, you know, you just got to keep trying. Maybe that means applying to more programs that cycle. Just because you applied to maybe your six programs doesn't mean you can't apply to more programs that cycle. Just kind of keep going and realizing that they are interviewing for so long and every program is different. And just because one program might have already made decisions doesn't mean that another program has even started looking at applications.
2: Yes, well thank you so much for all those amazing tips for our listeners because a lot of them are in different processes. Some have already submitted, some haven't submitted yet, some are waiting on interviews or waiting on acceptances. So it's great to know that hey, you know, every school's different, every school's a different timeline. So I absolutely love that. Okay, so Sarah, the last question we ask everybody is who is Sarah when the white coat comes off? Well, I am very much a traveler. I love to travel.
1: I love traveling, being able to go other places. That's one of the things I really want to do, like, before I start PA school is I plan to go on a cruise because they're, you know, a little bit cheaper right now, which is helpful. So I want to go on a cruise and kind of go elsewhere before I start PA school. So that's really awesome. And, you know, just kind of having your interests outside because you can definitely get kind of so focused on one thing that it's like, okay, now what do I do with the rest of my time?
0: That's super exciting. So where are you going to go on your cruise?
1: So, I found one that goes to Cozumel. I've never been to Mexico before, so I am going to go to Cozumel for a couple of days, and then I think we're going to Cocoa Bay.
0: Woohoo! That's going to be Woo-hoo. awesome.
2: So, yes! Get a little fun in the sun before you start work. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm very excited
1: that I'm going to go to school a little bit early, so kind of like once I figure out where I'm going to be living, I plan to go probably about a month at a dance, so I can kind of not only figure out all the areas of Charleston and where the school is, where the food places are, but also kind of explore South Carolina since it's a state I'm not very familiar with, so I'm really excited about that, too.
0: Charleston is such a cool city, too. It's just so much fun. I love Charleston. It has a lot of character.
1: Yes, I definitely agree. It's really awesome because where I'm from is pretty historical, too, so it's nice to kind of feel a little bit more at home than maybe other places. So that
2: was something that I really loved about the school. Well, hey, thank you so much for doing this podcast for us. We really appreciate it. The listeners just love to hear about success stories. It just gives them so much motivation. So
0: thank you so much. Sarah, if any of the listeners want to get in touch with you, where can they find you?
1: Sarah1 underscore pre And that is, if you kind of send me a DM there, totally willing to do what I can because I know that that was definitely something I would have really appreciated and when I was going through this process, it's just kind of having someone to reach out to or someone to kind of be like, is this right? Like where, what I do next. So I am totally willing to be that person. I don't mind at all.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on to where the white coats come off. It's been such a pleasure. It's been so fun. It's so amazing. And we know the listeners are going to get a lot of value out of your tips. listeners check out in the show notes. We will include all the links that we talked about and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening in today, and this episode is gold. Sarah dropped so many great tips to help you in your path to getting into PA school. Thank you so much, Sarah, and we are so excited for her and that she is joining this profession. Before you leave, it's not too late to join our weekly live coaching sessions where we walk you step-by-step to creating your most competitive application so that you're ready to submit when CASPA opens a cycle. The link is in the show notes and we hope you get in and join us. So much magic happens during these sessions and you don't want to miss out. So sign up at the show notes and let's go. We will catch you at the next episode.